0: everyone and welcome to the omega metroid podcast my name is andy spateri joined by dakota lasky dak how you doing my friend i'm looking forward to today's show with you
1: yeah man this is uh we're, we're living in a post dread world dude it's pretty surreal but yeah I'm, I'm doing good i was at a super smash con uh this past weekend which was a lot of fun i was down in virginia and uh yeah, I did. I played some Nick All Star Brawl. It was a lot of fun. I did pretty decent in that, and I just got back last night, so I took the day off today as well to do a little chilling, a little cleaning, and you know, getting ready for this episode as well. So yeah, I'm really, really ready to uh, talk some more Metro Dread with you, man. How you doing?
0: <laughs> uh, I'm I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm I'm doing good. We we kind of uh, we kind of jumped the lead a little bit here. We were. We were getting on Discord today. We were going on about the story and stuff like that. So I was supposed to be working, but I was talking about Metroid today. So I'm, I'm fired up to, to be here and, and to mm. talk about the story. And let's just say it now. There is going to be massive, massive, massive spoilers. So don't listen to this if you haven't finished Metroid Dread. I know that most of us probably have by now, but still don't listen to this if you haven't finished it. Um, a few things that we should uh, talk about. Before we actually get to our thoughts about the story itself, first of all, shout out to uh, to our buds over at Metroid Database. They are celebrating their twenty fifth anniversary of being a website. Nineteen ninety six is when that place launched. I remember reading like Metroid fan fiction on there from Game Facts back in like two thousand one. So uh, it's it's pretty surreal to think that that has, that website has been around this long. So. Uh, Congrats to Ryan, congrats to uh, the rest of the team over at Metroid Database, and I I think they even got a sale going on right now where everything is, uh, I want to say, $2.50 off, so shout out to to our pals.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I was (laughs) three years old when Metroid Database came into existence, so that's actually pretty crazy. Almost as old as I am, and yeah, that's a, a site that I've been checking for a while as a Metroid fan as well, so 25 years. That's pretty awesome. Congrats to them.
0: Yeah, big congrats. Uh, You know, we didn't talk about this last week because, uh, of course, we were talking about Metro Dread. And by the way, thank you to everybody that has made that episode our fastest downloaded episode ever. Uh, Really appreciate all the love, all the support, everything like that. But we, we skipped over a pretty big happening in the world of video game land. And that, my friend, I know that you're excited to talk about this. Was the journey ending? The final Smash Fighter was announced. I saw the trailer. I'm watching the trailer. There's like hellfire and brimstone going on, and I'm like, "What is going on? Is this like Diablo?" And I'm thinking to myself, "That would actually be kind of cool. Like Diablo would be would be a, a solid choice." And then out of the fire comes a Mickey Mouse pendant, and our boy Sora is revealed as the final no, fighter. Not in our Smash. boy. I, I not know that you weren't boy. over the moon with that. Not it, our but, boy. Uh,
1: not mine okay a
0: boy a boy
1: yeah i i uh i'm pretty sure i turned the stream off like not too much longer afterward like i was like screw this man no i'm I'm happy that everyone who wanted sora got sora finally um i want a master chief and there are definitely some other characters that I wish had gotten into Smash. Like, I feel like Rayman was a character that should have always been in Smash. And some others, too. But um Sora's cool, I guess. Uh, not really. But I'm, I'm happy for Sora fans. It was a pretty big deal. And, um, yeah. I Master Chief would have been cool. But uh, Sora, I guess. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what? So, on a personal level, I was just like... Ah, okay, it's Sora. And I, and I used to play... I played Kingdom Hearts 1. I played Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, which is that weird card game on the Game Boy Advance. Then I played Kingdom Hearts 2. And then the series got really weird because it was like like all all the like weird sequels. It was like Kingdom Hearts 2.78 and a half or something like that. And I was like, I don't need this anymore. But I know that Sora won the Smash Ballot from a couple years ago. And I I have seen a ton of people that for years were were really clamoring to have Sora get into Smash, and so for them, I was excited. But yeah, I, I when I was watching it, I was uh, I was kind of rooting for Master Chief because I thought that that would have been cool. And like, there aren't a lot of like really triple A video game icons that I that I think aren't in Smash, and I think Chief is definitely a triple A video game icon. So I think that that could have been cool. Um, and like I said, when I was watching it, I was like. I was like, dude, is this Diablo? And then I was like, actually, that would be like pretty sweet. And then like that didn't happen either. Um, I, I, I saw a few of my friends we were covering this for Zelda Dungeon. They were just like, oh, man, is this Dark Souls? Yeah, I was going to say, I thought it was Dark Souls.
1: Well. I was like, no way, Dark Souls? And then I saw the Mickey Mouse icon. I was like, no! Because, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not a Kingdom Hearts fan at all. I, I definitely knew about it growing up, but... I wasn't, like, kind of, I guess, a game I was really interested in playing, and I didn't really play, like, Final Fantasy really growing up, nor did I, nor was I really into Disney, so, like, or, like, Mickey Mouse in particular, I don't know, like, it didn't, I wasn't, like, dying to play any of those games, I never really did, and then, like, Kingdom Hearts 3, I feel like, wasn't received very well overall, so I was like, oh, I don't know if Sora's really gonna happen, but I feel like if the, Sora was definitely one of, like, the long shot, like, there's no way, but, like, it would be so sick if it would happen, I guess, for a lot of people, Kind of character mm. so like that's cool like there are definitely a lot worse characters i could have put in so i'm okay with that but yeah i was really hoping for master chief that would have been sick and uh yeah it's kind of crazy that it's that's like the last character for ultimate this game's been out for what three years and it's 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 had quite a ride so many awesome characters has to have i mean obviously the best smash roster but one of the best rosters for like any fighting game ever has Ridley, has Banjo, has King K. Rule, has Minecraft Steve. I mean, you really can't be mad. Like, there are some... No. Habits. I mean, Sephiroth's in the game. Like, you can't be mad. Like, there's so many awesome characters in the roster. So, uh, it, it's actually crazy to me that it's uh, it's over in terms of new characters. But it is certainly the Ultimate Smash Bros. So, I think it ended on a it, pretty it's solid crazy note. crazy,
0: too, because, like, um, it, it feels like Ultimate, just like... It feels like when Smash Four for Wii U started, the train didn't really stop after that game ended because it feels like Ultimate came like right after it. So now it really feels like there's going to be this this big gap, and it's like, man, like I loved having Nintendo Directs like kick off with like the latest Smash Fighter, and now that's you know probably yeah. not going to happen for at
1: least another couple of years. That yeah, exactly. We're going to have Directs with no mention of Smash whatsoever, and uh, we've had that in the past, of course, but eventually we got one where we got some Smash and. I always, I mean, I know people kind of hate the speculation, people kind of getting crazy with asking for their characters, but I don't know. I love all that, and people getting excited, and, and finally seeing the reveal, and obviously there are some really awesome reactions for people who are fans of these characters. I certainly had a crazy reaction when Ridley was revealed, when Banjo was revealed. Like, those are some of my favorite characters ever, so. I mean, Ultimate really has, like, a character for almost anybody, I think. Like, certainly not yeah. everyone can be, you know, made happy. Uh, I mean, Geno fans, sorry, Rip, but um <laughs> I you know all, smash 4 had some really i mean even back to like brawl with like snake was such a crazy reveal sonic was a crazy reveal and then we like smash 4 we got cloud and bayonetta which was awesome ryu which was great but like this game really like rounded it out with a lot of characters that you know also should definitely be in smash so overall i'm really happy with how it turned out and even though i didn't get master chief uh, it is what it is i got ridley i got some others that i'm happy with and uh you know ultimate's a really sick game so
0: yeah, I, I think so. Like, even even if Sora didn't really hit, I, I was kind of thinking back and reflecting on this, and, and I was like, man, when Ridley got announced, like, I just lost my mind. Like, that was so yeah. awesome. And I feel like there was an announcement like that. Like, it, every fan, I feel like, had at least one announcement of a character where they were like, oh my god, this is incredible. It, you know, no matter if it was Banjo, or if it was Joker, or, I don't know. Maybe, there's probably some uh, Min some Min fans out there that lost their mind when she got announced, but... There was truly something for everyone. All so, ten yeah. arms
1: players were just absolutely <laughs> yeah. ecstatic about that one.
0: Oh man! Uh, well, we we could definitely agree on the fact that in the next Smash Bros. game, Ravenbeak has got to be a playable oh, character. Oh yeah, I right? was about
1: to say like that's the character that it should have been, not not Sora. It should have been Ravenbeak. Man, I mean, oh my! This God. is like, this is a Marvel character. This character is absolutely insane. The second I beat Metro Dread, I'm like this. This is who the last Smash character should have been. Such a, It would have been an instant top tier. That would have been so sick.
0: Oh, God. okay. Well, I, I'm, I'm fired up. I'm ready to talk about it. I'm going to give one more spoiler warning. We are going hard into the entire story of Metroid Dread. This is one of the most anticipated aspects of the game. And we're going to talk about whether it delivered. We're going to give a synopsis of what happened so that we can have full context and we are going to pick it apart. So this is your last warning. If you do not want this game completely and utterly spoiled for you, turn back and come back later when you've beat Metroid Dread.
1: All right. All right. If you're still
0: here, then let's absolutely <laughs> let's do, it. do it. So I feel like uh, I feel like maybe to start us off, Deck, I should maybe maybe just give a brief synopsis of the plot. Of Metroid Dread so that we can just kind of go from there because I, I feel like it, the the plot actually itself doesn't take that long to explain so why don't I do that and then we can we'll, we'll just immediately start with the big elephant in the room right after because I know that you have a lot to say but the, the plot of Metroid Dread Samus lands on the planet ZDR of course she has got transmissions that there might be X parasites on that planet she gets there and uh, is immediately attacked by this Chozo who we would learn is called Ravenbeak Ravenbeak lets her live for some reason, but takes her to the depths of the planet. Something seems to have awakened inside of Samus when this attack goes down. So you progress through the game and you eventually arrive at a cutscene with a living, breathing Chozo called Quiet Robe. And he tells you that uh, the X actually. Uh, let me back up. He tells you that the events of Samus' returns that you see in the Chozo memories are basically what we thought they were where the Chozo scientists who are the Thoha tribe, I, I believe that's how you say their names.
1: Yeah. I think the Thoha that's tribe true,
0: yeah. created the Metroids to eradicate the X on SR388. And after the X were eradicated, they were going to, I, I guess, get rid of the Metroids because they were going out of control. At that point, Ravenbeak and the Machin Chozo tribe turned on the Thohas and basically eliminated all of them except for Quiet Row because he can control Metroids as most Thoha can and uh, took him back to their home planet of ZDR. Once they got there, however, they realized that one of the Chozo soldiers was actually an X in disguise. So Raven had to deal with that. His planet is completely destroyed. By the time that he had that under control and under wraps, Samus had already eliminated all of the Metroids. So Ravenbeak has a plan. He's going to lure Samus back to ZDR to extract the Metroid DNA from her blood. So that he can recreate the Metroids and use them for his own nefarious gains. As the game goes on, uh, Samus eventually gets to uh, the, the top of the planet. She's talking to Adam and realizes that Adam has actually been Ravenbeak this whole entire time. It blows him up and then gets into a, a final confrontation with Ravenbeak. At this point, we realize that Samus's Metroid DNA is allowing her to suck the life out of things. So... They have this really awesome fight. She turns into a full-blown Metroid and uh, destroys Ravenbeak. We should also mention, too, that the X were, in fact, trapped in the planet ZDR. They were in the core. So they end up getting released, and Samus destroys them. She destroys Ravenbeak. She destroys the planet, and there we go. Did I miss anything? Yeah, I mean, you
1: missed the big thing at the end, the whole exposition dump before the last boss battle.
0: Well, okay, I figured we'd talk about that a little bit more. Okay, detail, but... okay.
1: Yeah, otherwise, um, I think that's, I mean, there's there are a couple of things that were, you know, there's some experimentation going on on the planet, and Samus has to deal with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but otherwise, that's that's pretty much the, the gist of it all.
0: Okay, so yeah, so I, I skipped over this at the end, um, but we do find out that at the end of the game, uh, Samus is revealed to essentially have been, like, bio-engineered by the Chozo which is actually something that you and I were talking about like a year ago on the podcast I remember remember we were saying that like maybe Samus is like 100 years old or something like that um but is that what is that what it was
1: is it that she was bio-engineered I thought it was just that she was you know given the Chozo DNA and they were showing us that right well
0: that that was my takeaway maybe there's room for interpretation there There definitely could be room for interpretation there, because like we have the story of Samus with her parents and their settlement getting destroyed by Ridley, but I'm not entirely sure that the games themselves have ever made that canon. Although I feel like Super Smash Bros. did. Yeah, wait, wait,
1: no, that's that's that. Wait, are you saying that the Chozo like created Samus like entirely and she wasn't born as an actual human? No, I don't think that's what at all is what is being said there unless i completely missed that but for my interpretation she was you know exactly as it was previously she was saved by the chozo and then while she was with the chozo they put her in this big i don't know tank and they gave her the chozo dna and that dna came from Ravenbeak. they didn't like make her out of like i don't know a little some like culture of bacteria or whatever <laughs> like you know some human cells
0: uh either way so yeah so samus uh samus is injected with both thoha dna and Maken dna thoha so that she has the i guess the spiritual connection to the power suit that allows her to use the power suit and the Maken dna so that she can be this badass warrior and so um we we find that out and raven beak is i guess quote unquote i think he says uh that samus is his daughter and i thinking that's more in the figurative sense that she right. has his DNA. But yeah. that was certainly a big point of the the plot as well. And then Samus just literally sucks his energy away. So, yeah, let's uh, let's start off. Let's run down the list. Let's talk about um, just in general, if the story met the mark. Let's talk about Ravenbeak. Let's talk about Adam, Quiet Robe, the Emmys, the Metroids. Uh, but first, let's talk about the big elephant in the room. Dak, I'll turn the floor over to you. The Galactic Federation! We were talking about it a couple weeks ago, and uh, I was saying that I did hope that there was some resolution... Not resolution, but I did hope that they were present in this game in some way or some shape, and they're really not. Um, that, that story thread from Fusion is left dangling, uh, and there's really nothing that is resolved there. I think that I'm not as critical on that as as you are probably going to be, and I'll tell you why after, but... Yeah, I mean, the, the, the floor is yours. I know that you were looking forward to that.
1: I mean, that's the reason I wanted Dread in the first place, you know? Like, obviously, I wanted more 2D Metroid. That's cool and all. But the big reason I wanted Metroid Dread was I wanted a sequel to Metroid Fusion, specifically as direct follow-up to the events of Fusion. And, you know, we've talked with people over the past couple of weeks of, well, did Fusion actually end on a cliffhanger? Was it a mistranslation? Was, you know, is there actually any kind of real beef between Samus and the Federation? Is it actually resolved at the end of that game? From my interpretation, I think this, uh, many others as well, is from what I could tell that even if, like, this was, like, some kind of small sect of the Federation, like, some small group within it, you know, it's still the Federation being involved. And Samus, you know, defied orders. she destroyed a whole station, destroyed a planet, whatever, blah, blah. At the very least, even if she doesn't get court-martialed, she's not a fugitive, whatever it is, there was no acknowledgement of, like, those events at all. You know, there was no, like, Samus, like, briefing on that, like, anything. And I'm not, I don't need, like, a whole, like, series of cutscenes or monologuing or anything. But, like, there was no explanation of, like, what happened after that. Like, was Samus really on the run? Like, was that group within the Federation dealt with? Like, did she have any repercussions? What were they? If she didn't, why not? Like... There was nothing. It kind of just like completely moves on, and that's like I think my biggest issue with this because the fusion story, the metroid story, by the time fusion happens, is ver- is very much involved with the Samus, the X parasites, and the Galactic Federation. And while the Chozo are certainly an influence, they're very background and they're not very like integral to the actual active story. So I felt like it was weird that all of a sudden Dread is like, all right, we're wrapping this all up, and it's. And it's very Chozo involved. I'm like, I don't... Like, a lot of this story in this game, I think, would have been better for Metroid 6. And we got the Samus Federation stuff in, in Dread. Because I, I didn't think there was a need to, like, kind of, like, hot-shot all of this Chozo stuff immediately. I not. I didn't feel like Fusion was building to all of this. And we talked about this beforehand, or before, you know, before the, the, we recorded this, and even a couple days ago, where this feels very much like a sequel to Samus Returns and the Chozo memories. And not really story-wise, a direct sequel to Fusion. And I was really much, very much looking forward to a direct sequel to Fusion. I wanted to see that Samus vs. Federation thing. I wanted to see if that was going to escalate. I felt like Fusion ended on a cliffhanger that was going in that direction where Samus would be, you know, having to deal with some consequence that what happened. And they could have still gone into this Chozo stuff too. And I, I don't know, I just, it felt weird that the Federation is so completely absent in this game entirely when they were such a big deal in fusion and you know even another m like the, like the past two games in the chronology are very you know focused on the suspicious stuff that the galactic federation are doing and they're like need to like you know control these bioweapons samus was essentially you know or they were willing to sacrifice samus to get to the sax and preserve it in fusion and in, and in dread samus has like no hesitancy with to working with the federation regardless of the fact that she's probably the only one in Eventually is the only one that can deal with the X on, on ZDR. She still has like no hesitancy. Like, yeah, with the Federation, you know, didn't really care if I was going to die or not as long as they got that awesome bioweapon. So like, I don't know. There was no like mention of the Federation at all felt so weird to me. And yeah, I wanted that direct follow up from Fusion. I thought it ended on a cliffhanger. That's one of the things I loved about Fusion. I was like, oh, it's setting up this crazy, you know, escalation between Samus and the Federation. What's going to happen next? And it just goes in a different direction.
0: Great. Right. Yeah, uh, I I I think that everything you said is like very accurate, very valid, and um, I can I can when I was playing uh, and got to the end, I my one of my first thoughts is like Dak is going to be disappointed because I I think like you just said like we were talking about this actually isn't really a sequel to Fusion at all. It's really a sequel to Sam's Returns, and that that probably makes sense I guess because Mercury Steam developed samus returns but there you know the other than the x it like in i don't know how to word this properly because the events that happen in fusion are very important to this game the x parasite the Metroid dna but yeah the, the galactic federation isn't a factor at all and um I, I i do think that that is a little bit disappointing now if you were to ask me what I think is the more compelling and interesting story, Samus versus the Galactic Federation, or Samus kind of dealing with the dark Chozo that we saw at the end of Samus Returns, I would probably tell you that I think it's Samus versus the Chozo. And and I on that note, I was very happy with what we did get in Dread. But I do think that it, it wouldn't have hurt, and I think you said this in our Discord deck, to like even have like a line at the beginning where like, you know, um Adam could have said like tensions are still high with the galactic federation but you are the only one that can do this so we have to put aside our differences and work together and i think it could have been i mean that would have like been that. like
1: you know it wouldn't have been great but it would have been something like i really wanted right. a true conflict between the samus and the federation like i feel like that's what this has been building up towards like you ha- saw what happened in other m you saw it happen in fusion i'm like come on like this has to be it like the chozo stuff could have waited you know like there was no need to do all of this this could have all happened after the the Samus First Federation stuff. It just, it doesn't feel like, you're right, like, other than the X and, like, the Metroid DNA stuff, this game really has nothing to do with Fusion. Like, sure, like, the Core X show up and you have some, like, familiar stuff from it, but it's just, like, familiar stuff showing up from Fusion. It didn't really feel like the actual plot of Fusion made like a, a, a massive difference in the end in terms of like influencing this game. And I think that also has to do with the fact that we don't really get the real Adam as well, which we'll get into, but, or maybe we did, I don't know, but like, oh, no, we'll get into you that. know, we'll get into that. But like the, the Federation stuff, whether it, it was the better choice or not, the more enjoyable or potentially creative choice or not, as far as I was concerned, fusion set up that particular path. Storytelling wise, And for it to just go into this Chozo stuff, it feels like... Like, so much stuff in this game is introduced for the first time and has nothing to do with Fusion. And, like, why? Like, there was so much stuff they could have easily followed up up upon. If there's a suspicious part of the Federation or whatever, like, go into that more. I'd love to see that. Like, the Emmy stuff would have been perfect for this, too. Like, the Emmys could still be involved. And they can still involve SDR as well. I mean, I remember when we came up with our ideas for Metroid 5... I, my idea was also, like, finding a Chozo planet that she was trying to get away. Like, the the elements of the story I wanted are here. Like, she could have still gone to ZDR and maybe found safe haven from the Federation um, with the Chozo there. And then she finally, fi- you know, figures out that some of the Chozo aren't that good, blah, blah, blah. Like, that was all part of my idea for Metroid 5, on you know, a year ago, whatever we did that, that episode earlier this year, whatever it was. And they have all those elements, but they don't use them in the way I expected and and I don't think in the best way. Like the the Emmys are a cool idea, but like they were meant to go after the X. Like, okay, that's fine. But like having all this Chozo stuff didn't feel at all set up from Fusion. And I think this game would have worked a lot better is if it followed up on all the Federation stuff from Fusion and then the ending of the game incorporated or like the middle point to ending of the game had like a subplot that brought back the Chozo stuff and built towards the next 2D Metroid, which then could have done all of this Chozo stuff, because for the most part, I think as its own standalone story, I think Dread is fine. I think, you know, a lot of the events that happen in the game are cool. Like, I like a lot of the Samus versus Dark Chozo stuff, but I just didn't think it was the right time to do it. I think it was more appropriate to follow up on Fusion directly. I don't think inherently a lot of the stuff that happens in Dread is bad. It's just not, I think, the proper follow up to the previous game, which is what I was looking forward to.
0: Mm <laughs> hmm. And, and I respect that. I, I completely get what you're saying. And, and I don't disagree with it either. I, I, I think that maybe the, the saving grace for this is like, you can still do that story, but uh. for whatever reason, they just decided that this Chozo story needed to take precedence. And maybe, maybe they needed to, to have Samus with that Metroid DNA to further establish that she's like a fugitive. And maybe after like, the, the Metro DNA acts the way that it does on ZDR is what pushes that over the line. I don't know. We'll talk more about that when we pitch our ideas for Metroid 6. But I, I think my takeaway is, like, they can still do that story. But I also, like, I also do wonder if the story that you want was Other M. And it yeah, just we was talked about this. Bundled. I just, I yeah. mean...
1: It does. I mean, no, it, it isn't because like that is still building. Like other M's is still building towards that final conflict with Samus versus the Federation, much like Fusion was. Like that other M does not have that. It's other M is not Samus versus the Federation, really. It's it's it, it, it is in a way, but like not in the conflict that I was really hoping for. And right, like in the same token, it doesn't now make sense to me to like do it after Dread because you have the events of other M where samus goes into it with no problems with the Federation by the time the game ends they're clearly suspicious so other like one of the like one of the main reasons I don't like other M is because it makes the beginning of fusion not make sense because then she immediately is working with the Federation again at the beginning of that game and then it happens again in this game where by the end of fusion the Federation are clearly sus and need to be dealt with and and dread they're on good terms again like it it's this it's the same thing happening twice and now I'm like ugh. The opportunity to do this story was now because now if they do it in the next game, are they is Samus at this like does she not know that they're suspicious? Like now I'm like what is she aware of? Like I don't get it. Like if I, that's why I would have liked some kind of acknowledgement of like okay Samus is willing to do this mission but she is still keeping in the back of her head like okay this is the Federation they're super sketchy and even then that still wouldn't even be enough for me because like the Federation were willing to let her die, and like <laughs> in order to save the ex parasite on the BSL. The fact that she is just like, all right, let's go on this next mission, no big deal. I'm like, well, <laughs> this was a huge story in Fusion. I just, I'm like, it's it very disappointing to me that Dreadlock like glosses though, over fair, that.
0: If Samus is the only one that can stop the ex-parasite, which we know that she is, she's going to do it regardless right. of if the Federation orders her or to or not. But I, I do think that, I, I mean, I do agree with you. I think that, uh, like... Uh, a line acknowledging the Galactic Federation and their. I still think that and... would
1: have been lame though, because like it's just a single line. Like I was, I really think at the yeah, end of it Fusion, been something, though. it would have been yeah, sure, it would have been something. But you know, that's I was expecting after Fusion that Samus would legitimately be some kind of fugitive or criminal, like the, like she'd be a, trying to get away from the Federation. And in this game, like she's still working with them. I don't know. Like even if she is the only one that could deal with the X, like. I, it would have been better if, for example, like, let's say she's on the run from the Federation, and she intercepts the message that the Federation get, right? In this game, like, she, the Federation received the, the video message with the ex-parasites from ZDR, and she shows it, and they show it to Samus, and she's like, oh, I gotta do this. What if instead, se- the Federation were sent that video, while they're chasing... Samus, and Samus intercepts it, and she's like, well, I'm on the run from the Federation, but I gotta do this, I'm the only one who can do it, that would've been great, because then she gets the ZDR, she's trying to deal with the X parasites and the Federation, they could've had it in this other dread or whatever, <laughs> other dread, Jesus. um... They could have had it, like, the Emmys could have just been straight up sent to take care of Samus, right? Like, that would have been would have fulfilled the exact same role they do in the current Dread, but instead, the Federation is sending it after Samus to take care of her from the events of Fusion. Meanwhile, she's on ZDR taking care of the ex parasites because she knows she's the only one that could do it. Literally, the assets to do that are in the game already, but they didn't go that manner, but, like, that would have made way more sense to me than Samus just being like, well, I'm cool with the Federation still for some reason, but I'm the only one who can do it, so I'm going to go. Like, they could have done that other way where the Federation are going after her, but despite that, like, she has to deal with both things. She has to deal with the Emmys while she's also trying to deal with the threat on the ZDR, blah, 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 which is exactly what we get but in in the current game, but the story doesn't match, you know? Like, so, I don't know. I think that would have been a way better route than what we got currently.
0: Yeah, I, I don't... Uh, again, I, I don't think that anything of what you're saying is, like, uh, not true, not valid. I I think that, like, your, all your points are are very valid. I, I think, like, for me, I, I would have been satisfied telling this story, but just acknowledging that things aren't on, you know, great terms with the Galactic Federation, because I, I do think that that story can still happen. Um, yeah, you know, what? your idea for her just intercepting the message sounds great, and then the video, then the game can happen, like, as is that's what i'm saying uh, like it w- it's literally
1: would be like almost exactly what we have now but it would still follow up on and that's literally what i thought we were gonna get like when we saw some of those aspects of the game before launch i was like oh this is perfect like samus on the run she's gonna get this mission she's like i mean how many times in the metroid series has been a message been intercepted and samus has to go take care of it you know metroid prime mm-hmm. she gets this sos for it and she's like oh i gotta go take care of it gets into this whole embroiled in this whole thing like it would have made so much sense and like even at the beginning of the game adam like we still haven't gotten into that part but like at this point like the beginning we know that like that's pretty much the real adam and adam's like oh like the the risk outweighs the reward or whatever for this bounty but like doesn't it all like go into what he means does he mean because they're dealing with the federation does he mean because the literal bounty is like what you would get from it is too low because zdr is too dangerous like that stuff just like isn't explained and i get that people like the you know the thing about metroid where not everything's explained you don't need everything handed to you but i would like some explanation for the important stuff especially if it follows up from fusion and considering this is a an ending to the current story i think this is the game where you really do need to explicitly explain stuff because it's an ending right like it's a resolution it's a climax and resolution and
0: well, well hold on hold on hold on hold on to be fair this is an ending to the metroid Saga. no no i very clear to use like the the metroid saga so you can still have your galactic federation saga let's just say like that that can still happen but as as a way to kind of like put a bow on the metroids were created um on planet sr 388 they were used by the space pirates they were used as weapons they're extinct now samus is a metroid i think that that is still a story with a lot of legs and i think that the galactic federation could be a big part uh, in that um, yeah. going forward so
1: i mean look if they do it now i mean i guess they could i just i gotta be honest you know this ge- this game is not like in that respect a full package game for me i mean we haven't even gotten to the music yet which i think is another thing entirely but this like what i really wanted out of this game was for it to hit all the marks on story and this was the big one for me like everything else in the story i really don't think it, 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 i think it's fine like in its own standalone story but like in actually following up on fusion which is my favorite 2d Metroid and the big reason why another one of the big reasons I love fusion was like it was setting up another game I was expecting and this didn't really follow up on it um, yeah I, I when when you said I'd be disappointed I definitely was there were times in this game where I definitely popped off for some big reveals especially ones that were related to the fu- to fusion like when the core X were revealed i was like oh that's awesome but like that's just like a little throwback that's not like a huge plot beat or anything so i don't know I, I i was really hoping for something a little different and i at the end of the day like yeah i guess they could do that story in the next game i don't think it would make very much sense i think it would very much put into question samus's <laughs> trusting of other people like she's like sting and constantly reteaming with Ric Flair, who's going <laughs> to betray her over and over again. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, at the like, eventually, I'm like, she has to kind of stop holding forward and mashing A and kind of think because. And that's another thing I'd like to get into later. A Samus' character overall, but that was another thing that made me kind of be a bit dissuaded on the story. But we can get into that later.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I guess um, I, I still think that that could happen. I think practically speaking. Uh, I, I mean, I do agree with you. I, I think that the this plotline with the Galactic Federation should have been acknowledged. I don't think it... Uh, I personally didn't necessarily want it to be the crux of, like, the entire game, like the Samus versus Federation, unless it was, like, I don't know, something that was a bit more fun, I guess the word I'm going to say, but uh, maybe that's not the right word, but... I just, I didn't really want Samus Mowen down a bunch of, like, galactic marine troopers or whatever. Like, I I did want her fighting aliens and stuff like that, so I was, and I was really excited to learn about the Chozo, and we'll talk about that, but, like, so in in a... I I do think that you're right, though. I think that that should have been addressed. I actually think, practically speaking, though, I think a Metroid Fusion sequel is, like, or, uh, rather, a remake of Metroid Fusion is inevitable. I I really Um, and truly do, especially now that hmm. they've got this engine, especially now that we've seen... And in some ways this almost is like a, a sec- or well, a remake it in its is. own right, because yeah. you do have the X. Yeah. But but I, I think that, that remake is inevitable. I, I think it's going to happen. I wouldn't be surprised at all if there's some extra content. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if like, you know, it kind of went the Samus Returns route where like, okay, now we're setting up the next thing and like we're going to pay off what we revealed in this Metroid Fusion. Remake and it's going to influence the next series of games. I I I don't think that would be so convoluted. Then
1: that'd be so weird to like do the Samus Returns remake and then that influences the game after Fusion and then the Fusion remake would influence the game after Dread. Like that's just so uh, like why like and and I don't need Samus mowing down Federation Marines, but like she could have fought the Emmys. But instead of the Emmys going after the X, they're specifically to go after Samus. Right? They could have fought she could have fought Federation robots and stuff like that. Like that, like that, like she did in fusion. I don't need her running around mowing down humans or anything. Like there's a middle ground there, but I do think I would have liked that direct conflict. And I, yeah, I, I think a fusion remake is probably likely you can tell they very much wanted to make a fusion remake where they just outright use the, the, the fusion, like X parasite mechanic. And what you're just like, Oh, they, you could tell they very much just wanted to do the fusion remake at first, but I think it worked out in the end that they ended up doing dread i think we'll probably get a super and fusion remake eventually and i wouldn't be surprised yeah, if they use this engine i think it'd be perfect for it and i could see it being like a very supplemental kind of pair of releases in the next few years or not few years maybe through the decade or whatever that's come out on the switch or whatever console whatever it is but yeah I, i i don't know i maybe they could still follow up on it but i i think the the assets were there to do it like you don't need her fighting real Marines, but you could have still had the Emmys go against her. I just think the setup could have been a little different to make it more Federation-focused, like at least acknowledging what happened in Fusion, but you could still have her fighting the Emmys and exploring ZDR and dealing with the X-Parasites and all of that. You didn't have to like not have the Federation at all.
0: Fair. Yeah, that's fair. I do think that there's still meat on the bone too, by the way, of why the Emmys are... Like replicating some of Sam's powers, maybe the Federation is building those to uh, to replace. But weren't Samus they given those order. powers
1: by the Ravenbeak or the Chozo? I thought that was what happened.
0: Uh, maybe I, I might have just missed that, but uh, either I way, know, I, I, I think I like that idea where like maybe the Federation's just building these machines so that eventually they have something that can just like eliminate Sam's no, I, I, I don't think that they? there's meat on the bone for yeah. uh, for that story, but I guess. Anyways. We know we know the story that you wanted that we did not get so let's talk about the actual story that we did get and and judge that mm-hmm. um, and I guess uh, I guess just uh, you know you you've talked about your you know your feelings about the story um, you know as it pertains to being a sequel to fusion just like in a bubble uh, I think that the story for this game is actually awesome like as a sequel to samus returns as a sequel to like all, like, the Metroid dealings that, uh, that kind of went on throughout the entire run of the series. I, I really, like, really thought the Metroid DNA stuff was, like, really cool, uh, particularly at the end when you get the Hyper Beam and the Metroid suit. I, I really love that. I thought that it was awesome to, like, see, uh, a living, breathing Chozo and especially to fight one. Um, Raven Beak reminds me of, like, Bane. Like, he's this big, imposing villain that we're not, we're not used to seeing Batman get his ass kicked, but, like, you know, Bane does it, and I feel like this is basically the same thing with Samus, who, you know, she's such a badass, but there's this other bigger badass, and he is flexing all over her, so that was really cool. Um, I, I can understand the the disappointment, of course, about the, the Federation. And I like I said, I think that's valid, but I I was like generally speaking, and we'll get into certain aspects here, but like generally speaking, I was like really into this story. I thought that it was really cool.
1: Yeah, aside from the Federation stuff, I agree. I think the a lot of the Chozo stuff was really cool. Like the main story, I would say I'm I'm it was hmm hit or miss for me on some on in a lot of ways because I think like Ravenbeak is a really cool villain. Really awesome Chozo and obviously follows up really well from the Samus Returns. Chozo memories. Really intimidating force. Really cool. Um I, I loved all of that. I think, you know, having Raven Beak be like the direct like um, source of like the Malkin DNA Samus gets also fine with that. Um I guess the, I guess the my, I don't know if they made it seem this way to me entirely. Like I'm not sure if they meant it to be that like there are only two Chozo tribes. Like the Malkin and the the Thoho uh, or Thoha, um, or that they were just two of many, because from my understanding there are, there are many Chozo tribes that were spread all across across the galaxy, right? And maybe I was wrong on that, mm. but that was my understanding of the Chozo up until this point. So in this game, it kind of implies that there are just two kinds in general, which I don't know. Like that's kind of just simplistic to me. Like oh, there's the good Chozo and there good and they are you know scientific and there's the bad Chozo and they're warriors and all like it kind of dumbs down the the Chozo I think to me where like before that it kind of felt like okay the Chozo could be really many kinds of things because there are all sorts of tribes all across the stars and they could you know be good or bad or in the middle and have all different kinds of stuff and this kind of felt like it it kind of amalgamated it all to just two main tribes. Like there's the good you know, with the good Chozo the ones that were on Prime. Like there were no bad Chozo there, just only good ones? I don't know. Like it just were they a completely different tribe that weren't a Thoha or the Mokin. Um so like that kind of stuff I was like, uh, okay. Like this was stuff that just being introduced now at at the end of all this like saga, I guess. Okay, whatever. But like it's still fine. Like I thought, it was cool. Like you know, uh, Raven Beak being like the source of uh, Samus's mocking DNA. I think that's fine. And like you know, I'm your father. I guessing the ending of this <laughs> this game. Um, well, I'm like, okay, that's crazy. Um, that was awesome. Come on. Yeah, no, I mean that was like <laughs> that was like, oh okay. I think my biggest thing with that is that there was no resolution to the game. Like they just dropped a ton of exposition on you at the end, and they're like, okay, boss battle, okay, uh, escape sequence, okay, credits, and there's no like end. Cutscene to like give you a second to be like, okay, like, take or like, you don't even get a chance to take it all in. The only reason I actually ca- caught a lot of that info in that cutscene was because I died a couple of times in the boss battle and I just watched the cutscene again. Like, they just drop all this info on you at the end, and there's no like resolution to the story, um, which I wish there was. But I did like Raven Beaks, like, in the Chozos, you know, active role in the story. I thought that was awesome um
0: Let, let's talk about raven yeah. specifically for a second here, love all actually. that um but, but i acted to to touch on something that you just said i um i don't know maybe maybe i didn't uh pay attention in the way that i needed to but i i, I didn't actually get that impression that there was only the two chozo tribes i i just kind of thought that they were talking about two chozo tribes and those were just yeah like, i mean maybe I two that happened they happened to be talking about but they I, I never kind of got the idea that there were only two Chozo tribes, you know?
1: Yeah, I, I could have been wrong on that. I just, I wasn't, I wasn't sure, you know, I, I was, right. I, I maybe I need to go back and, and be a little more observatory on it or observant, <laughs> not observatory. Um, but Yeah, I, maybe it just wasn't those two tribes, but I kind of, at some point I was like, are these the only two? Like, like, cause I don't know, I guess I, I maybe they were just uh more explicit on that. And I missed it. So maybe I'm wrong.
0: To to me, it makes sense that there's like multiple multiple Chozo tribes. Yeah. I feel like if the Thoha could control the Metroids, and like there's really only two tribes, and like tons of Chozo would have been able to control the Metroids, and they probably wouldn't have got as out of hand as they did. But maybe that's just well, that's me what I'm thinking. Pen- pen. Like you
1: know, like if we th- were, like all the Chozo, like if there were other Chozo tribes, they had nothing to do with the Metroids. It was just these two, like that. I that kind of made it feel hard to believe because like are these. The same Chozo that were involved with, you know, Zebes' entire time were they also involved in the Prime series, you know, and on Talon Four? So, like, were they the same Chozo that were in contact with the Luminoth? Like, now I'm like, I have, I mean, that- in,
0: in my head, canon, all those guys are like separate, like they're they're their own Chozo, okay. but maybe only the Chozo of SR three eighty eight, which are the Thoha, are able to control the Metroids. Like, that, I feel like that makes sense to me because I, I think yeah. White Robe kind of says like. They called in the mo- the the in to help with this Metroid problem because even they were getting out of control. So, um, yeah, I, I feel yeah, like that makes sense. I to guess me. But that anyways, is, yeah Ravenbeak, dude. I I feel like um. So way back when when we were talking about Metroid Dread when it was like first announced, um, one of the things that I wanted was like a new adversary or like a new character, or, like a new Like, just a new personality in Metroid beyond Samus and Ridley and, like, Dark Samus and Mother Brain. And, I man, I feel like Ravenbeak really delivered. He's, like, this big, imposing, badass dude. He's a cool Chozo. He's got the Sephiroth one wing. Um, I thought that his plan made, like, pretty good sense. He lured Samus in and was going to extract her DNA with the Emmy. I was like, okay, that makes sense to me. Uh, dude is lusting after power. He wants the Metroids. I was down with that. The boss battle is. I think that you could. I think that you could make a real, real strong case that that is the best final boss in Metroid. Uh, I I loved this dude, man. He he was really what I wanted, like a new character and a new force added to Metroid. So I was I was really high on Ravenbeak. Cool guy.
1: Yeah, he could use a better name, but which I could say about most things in Metroid Dread. But yeah, he's a really awesome boss. If 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 he's not the best, you know, end of Metroid boss or final boss, then it's probably you know Proteus Ridley. But um, yeah, he is. He's really sick. Awesome design. Really wish he was in Smash. He's just like crazy strong and fast, and has these awesome attacks. It's a really like a awesome like three phase, I believe, boss fight. And you know, like yeah, like we learn about this character for the first time in Dread. But we, you know, he's obviously the character we see in the samus returns chozo memories so i think that's fine i i like if you know if you're you know if i'm accepting that okay this is going to be very chozo based which it is, then like yeah i think this is you know we us meeting like the head of this like dark chozo faction and getting to square off and you know even if that like the overly dramatic like i'm also your father thing is incorporated i still think it was overall a really you know strong character awesome character and you know a really cool uh I guess, addition to the Chozo, you know, roster, I guess, right? Like I've always thought mm-hmm. that Chozo were a really cool aspect. And like, that's the thing is that I'm conflicted because I like all of this Chozo stuff, you know, like, it's not that I don't want it. I just want the Federation stuff too, or, or first, but I love all of this, the, the, sure. for the most part, all of the Chozo stuff, like how it, you know, explains more of that. And we get to see like, you know, Chozo architecture and, and then building stuff in the background, though that's not entirely followed up upon either um you know like that stuff is cool and i i really like that so and raven beak is a big part of of why i like that really interesting character really awesome design and is a really awesome like i guess like the 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 culmination of that like dark chozo thing that we've been kind of waiting on you know seeing what was going to go on with that with the past few years so i like that that was what we got raven makes a really awesome character
0: um and to to give two cents on on a couple topics too that I saw some people in our Discord talking about I, I saw the question of, like, why did Raven Beak allow Samus to live in their first encounter? And I think the answer there is to awaken her Metroid DNA. Um, the game gives you an explanation that the Thoha are able to control Metroids. And that Metroids now recognize the Machin as enemies. And I surmise that that is because Quiet Robe, as the last Thoha alive, is saying, like, hey... These mocking guys are bad, so if there's any Metroids left in the world, go get them. So Ravenbeak knows this, and he is luring Samus in to awaken her Metroid DNA to get it. So that's why he let her live, and um, yeah, you know the whole. I, I saw somebody kind of making fun of the the father thing or whatever, and like I feel like uh, I feel like that was cool. I don't I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but like. I- samus has got his dna inside of her like i was just like yeah that's sick like i, I love that
1: i think it was kind of how it was presented because i think i'm totally i'm totally okay with that like obviously if she's got jozo dna in her like it has to come from somebody right so like we learn who that yeah. somebody was and that's totally okay with me i just think it, it it's dropped on you in such a quick fashion it, it does kind of come off as a bit like I don't know if overly dramatic or, like, cliche or cheesy are, like, the right words. I don't know what it is because I didn't necessarily feel that way. But, like, I did feel like I was like, whoa, wait, what? Like, (laughs) what? Okay. And then you move on. You just go right into the boss fight. And then the game ends and and it's never touched upon again. Like, that's kind of the presentation of it, I think, maybe is what might have set people back a bit. Because it's just, it comes, it very, it doesn't come out of nowhere. Because I do think it was inevitable. We were going to learn how she got her Chozo DNA. But I do think it's such, like, a big thing that like hits you and then you're like, oh, okay, no time to kind of absorb that because now you have a big boss fight to take care of, and then you have an escape sequence and then, you know, like there's really no time to kind of take that in. And I think that kind mm-hmm. of moment needs that. Like it really does need that moment of like, oh, like you need to feel the impact of that. Instead of just being like rushed on to the next thing. It's like, you know, watching impact and they have a really solid match. But we gotta cut to the back for a promo. You know, with whoever that, that's that was like every TNA episode. So like that's, like it's kind of the, that's how I felt with not only this moment but with a bunch of moments in this game actually, where it's kind of just like okay, okay, next thing, time to move on, no no time to think about that, next thing, and it didn't mean that there were a lot of cool things in the game, but you didn't always get the time to really take it in and be like whoa, like wow, and and really absorb it. So I think that's part of the reason maybe why that's my speculation, maybe why people might not have might have been like kind of clowning on it a bit but overall i think it makes sense and and worked for me i thought it was pretty cool
0: yeah I, I thought that it was cool and like i don't know i i thought that like the idea that samus was like uh engineered in that way not not engineered like built from scratch like i suggested earlier which i still think could be true by the way but just like you know enhanced or mod she's got like like the steve rogers like super soldier serum in her i i, I thought that that was like like super cool and like it would be like if that super serum came from like this really evil dude. So I was, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I thought that, that was really cool. I agree. Yeah. Um, of course, we can't talk about Ravenbeak without talking about Adam. Because as we learn at the end of the game, they are one and the same. And I will say that uh, I don't... I, I can be on board with people who criticize this aspect of the plot. Because I thought that she was talking to Adam... The entire game, except for the last cutscene where she talks or where she blows up Adam's uh, interface, and I was like, "Okay, well, like that was obviously Adam for the whole game, right?" And I'm replaying it, and I was like, "Well, maybe not. Like, I guess that doesn't make sense because he never calls her lady. He never uh, he, like he's he's very robotic. Which I mean, yeah. obviously, he's a robot. Of course, he's robotic. But you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't really have much personality. So." I guess that when you put it in the context, because I know that you had some issues with Adam and his characterization, so I guess when you put it in the context of, like, it's actually Ravenbeak the whole game, it makes sense that he feels off and he doesn't feel like he's Adam. Yeah. Because at the very beginning of the game, he talks like Adam. He calls her ladies. He's he's kind of... He he talks like Adam. And um, when you're actually on the planet, not necessarily so much, but I I do think that the game could have done a better job at, like, maybe dropping you hints that, like, this Adam, something's wrong with Adam. Like, so, like, mm. this is not the Adam that I know because Samus is, uh, you know, she's just talking to Adam and she doesn't seem to suspect anything. So I was like, okay, well, if she doesn't suspect anything, I don't suspect anything.
1: Yeah, see, I'm, I'm conflicted about this too because I actually think the execution on this is fine because I got got, you know, when they reveal that it wasn't Adam the whole time, I was like, oh, okay, like that makes sense because the whole time I was like, is this just like not good writing? Like, does Adam just, like, talk like this now? And now I'm like, okay, it wasn't the real Adam. But, like, that that's fine with me. I think my issue was that I wanted the real Adam the whole game. Because you're right, like, I guess he's, you know, he's an AI, he doesn't really have much personality. But he kind of does. Like, at the beginning of Fusion, he doesn't really. But by the end of Fusion, he is more humanized and yeah, characterized. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. And then I wanted more, and I know, like, you're obviously not a huge Adam fan. But we've talked about this on the show before. Like, a big part of the reason I like Fusion was I like that Samus and Adam relationship as you know colleagues and and friends and whatever that is and 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 co CO and 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 whatnot and i wanted more of that in 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 dread after what we got in fusion because by the end of fusion we had a different you know both characters had grown through the events of the game and now i wanted more of those grown characters and and instead we got it like at the beginning of the game because i guess that was the real adam but i wanted more of adam through the actual game and and said because Ravenbeak was Adam, essentially we get this like watered down Adam that's not the real one, and eventually is just like a guide, like you know, not even really a guide. Sometimes like just sometimes just states the obvious is not helpful whatsoever. And I'm like, what's the, even the point? At the same time, I also this also goes to Samus's character too, where I was like, why are there Adam nav stations all over this ZDR planet that no one, <laughs> the Federation Samus, no one's ever been on it before except the Chozo or whatever. And yet, Samus has no problem just, like, stepping into one of these nav rooms and plugging her arm cannon in. And doesn't at all question, like, hmm, I wonder why this nav room would be here. And maybe that wouldn't have brought her to extrapolating that it was the real Adam the whole time. But I would have liked some kind of questioning there. Because even at the end of the game, she goes up to the Chozo ship. And the first thing she comes across is an Adam nav room. And she goes right. And she doesn't want to stop. And, she, I mean, she doesn't even at all think, I'm like, hmm okay, the nav room's on ZDR are a little bit weird, but I guess that kind of makes sense. But why would there be an Adam nav room on this Dark Chozo ship that I know is the bad guy's ship who I know is not Federation aligned? Why would I find an Adam navigation room here? And obviously it's because it's not the real Adam, but like the, she only realizes it until it's blatantly obvious. And I was kind of hoping that like she would have had some kind of thinking there and I would have liked the real Adam to show up a little more. That's another reason I don't like that there's no resolution to the game. Because if there was, if that wasn't the real Adam the whole time, except the beginning, it would have been nice to, at the end of the game, have Samus talk to the real Adam again. And Adam be like, whoa, like, what happened? Or, you know, go into what happened or blah, blah, reflect a little bit on the events of the game a little bit there. Like, you kind of have at the end of Fusion. And that doesn't happen at all. So, I'm like, was it the real Adam? Was it not? Like, was it just Adam being weird? I, I don't know. And I guess it obviously, I guess it wasn't. But, like, I think if it was a little more explicit and expounded upon at the beginning and end, and, I I don't know. I guess the execution was fine, but I still wanted the real Adam through the game, because I wanted, again, more follow-up from what happened in Fusion. But maybe, I guess, they just didn't feel like there was much more meat on the bone. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I I wasn't, uh, I wasn't disappointed that we didn't get the real Adam, necessarily. I I actually thought, like, while I was playing the game and I thought that that was the real Adam, I, I was like, this is pretty much exactly how I want Adam to be used, actually, where it's just like quick, quiet bursts of, of information or story and like move on. Like in fusion it was excessive, where in Dread it was like very, very minimal. So like that was how I wanted Adam to be used. I can understand disappointment at not seeing Adam really at all, other than the opening cutscene. Um I, I actually I, I don't really take issue with there being like like uh nav stations on ZDR either. Like I feel like at that point, you should just be like, well, are there safe stations on ZDR, too? Yeah, but, but like, save stations I, To are, me, it doesn't really matter. I guess,
1: but, like, I, I mean, okay, fine. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if they're on ZDR, okay, that's one thing. Because Sam is going to ZDR. She doesn't know if it's, like, inherently a bad place or whatever, right? Like, safe stations could be anywhere. Like, I guess, like, the nav, nav stations could be anywhere. But when she goes on the Chozo ship, like, when when clearly it's the bad guys, the villains spot, Right. There should be no reason for there being an, uh, a nav station in there. Like, no good reason. Like, I- I'll forgive them being on ZDR. Fine. Because, yeah, okay, then why is anything in any particular planet? But all those planets are, are mostly, you know, they were either neutral and then converted to, like, maybe a, a bad guy's lair or whatever. But, like, even in Fusion, you don't go somewhere where, like, there's a nav room where there's clearly a bad guy uh, uh, occupying it, right? Like even save stations are outside the boss's room so like i don't know like the the nav room showing up in the chozo ship for me i was like what why and and at least samus should have some hesitation and be like wait a second like there's no way this is legit if it's on the bad guy's ship i shouldn't be touching anything and yet she's just like oh i'm plugging right in screw it like what if she got like a virus what if the they could have easily defeated samus right there Instead of Ravenbeak playing like this weird like, "Oh, I'm not actually a- Adam." He could have like, I don't know, injected like a virus into her arm cannon and like shut down her power suit and then just like easily body her. But no, like that doesn't happen. I don't know why. But yeah, I, I don't know. I guess that's maybe a bit nitpicky, but I would have liked the real Adam and I would have liked that stuff to maybe make a bit more sense. <laughs> I
0: I feel like that's I feel like that's nitpicky, but I do yeah, sorry, I do nitpicky. think that maybe there should have been uh, you know, Another moment or two that kind of made you a little bit more sus of Adam. Cause I, I thought it was him like the whole time, man. Like I really did. Yeah, I did and too. And then at the end, I was just like, oh, Adam, this, this evil bastard. And actually, when he said, uh, when I let you live, I actually for a second thought he was talking about the BSL and not yes. the encounter at the yes. beginning of the game dude
1: that was that's another thing for me is that when when it was like adam appearing to be bad and like oh i shouldn't have let you live or like you're lucky i let you live. i was like okay okay maybe like adam was really on the bad guys side the whole time maybe we're actually getting a little more of that subs federation stuff i was like okay like that was act- i actually did get excited for that a little bit and then it was it ended up being raven me i'm like oh okay like that's also cool i guess <laughs> i don't know but yeah i agree
0: yeah um Let's let's quickly talk about the uh, the chozo or not the chozo necessarily, but the the quiet robe scene in, in Samus. Um, I I thought that that scene was fantastic. I know that you didn't love it. We were arguing about this earlier today. Yeah. Um. But I I I think that for what it was, I I think that it was like really good. Like it's Samus is shocked to see a living chozo. She's not maybe as emotive as as you might have liked. Um. There's a that Kotaku article that's going around like kind of dogging on her for being emotionless and stuff like that, which I can understand their premise, but uh, it's not that she doesn't show emotion. It's that the presentation and the way that she does is very subtle, very quiet. And so um, I know that we were talking about the scene earlier today. I really liked it. I I thought that her response was appropriate, particularly because she's on this hostile planet on mission where everything is trying to kill her. She does drop her guard. She, She does give that kind of lingering glance towards Quiet Robe after you know, after he is, uh, murdered by the Chozo robot. Yeah. Um, so I, I, like that whole thing. Actually, the thing that stuck out to me the most about Quiet Rope was at the end of the game when you see his ex version on Samus's ship and he just like lets himself, uh, become an ex and he's like, I don't know if he killed himself or what, or just like let his spirit go. But he, his ex reverts Samus back into regular form. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, okay. I, I did not really question that. I that was fine enough for me. So I liked Quiet Robe. I liked that scene. I liked the ending. Uh, I thought that he was a great addition to uh, to the story.
1: Yeah. Uh, the ending was weird. I my interpretation was that he overcame the X like or like somehow part of his like consciousness was still in the X parasite copy, and he was able to like somehow reach through and and overcome like the X parasite. I don't know. I that that I was like okay. Like that's kind of. My biggest issue with that is that they didn't let us keep the Metroid suit. The game should have ended with Samus in the Metroid suit. I, they should—they should have just had Quiet Beak, to, you know, uh, de- turn the ship on himself instead of having Samus do it by getting rid of her Metroid suit. When they got rid of the Metroid suit, I was like, oh come on, man! Like, it would have been so sick if the next game started with Metroid in that Samus suit. Like that would have been sick. Anyway,
0: I love that you keep calling him Quiet Beak.
1: <laughs> what is it? What did I call him? Quiet beak, Go whatever. Quiet beak. Quiet robe. It's quiet robe. Well, he's Come keep- on. whatever. That's this game's the names suck, man. They're all interchangeable. The name, the areas are like Fernia, Bernia, Myrnia, and Chronia, and the uh, Chozo or Range Rover and Quiet robe and I don't even, I don't know. I, mean, I don't. Know. <laughs> well, you got Quiet robe right there. Quiet robe. Uh, no, quiet be- I, I agree.
0: I would have loved to keep the Metroid suit. And again, we'll talk about this more when we do our episode about what we think Metroid Six could be, but. I'm not entirely sure that we're done with that. No, no, I don't think we are either. I think that it's coming back.
1: That's definitely a bit nitpicky. I think my biggest issue with this was, yeah, I guess I didn't, I felt more shocked that Samus was seeing a Chozo for the first time, and I'm counting for the first time in terms of talking to Quiet Rope, because, like, obviously it's a Chozo that attacks her the first time, but it's an unknown assailant, right? She doesn't talk to it or anything, really. It, like, chokes her out. Like, this is the first time she's really conversing and, like, meeting face-to-face, really, in, like, a actual like introductory environment with a Chozo in a long time and I guess like she's shocked but I didn't feel like and and she's definitely not emotionless in this game like that's just completely wrong like there are multiple times where she's very clearly angry (laughs) you know like that's objectively true like no matter no ifs ands or buts about it she's very clearly angry multiple times throughout the game and but she's never reflective and I don't know. It doesn't seem like she has very, a lot of critical thinking. She's kind of just holding forward and and, and pressing W or, or you know, m- left mouse click or A. Um, in this scene, it did feel like I wanted more of an emotional reaction. Not maybe an emotional, but like a, some more of a reaction, I guess. Like I like I said, I felt like I reacted more to seeing this Chozo talk to her the first time than she did. Like As far as I'm concerned, this is like seeing a family member, like a mother or father for the first time in like 20 years. And I would have expected a bit more of a reaction from her than, like, widening her eyes and, like, lowering her guard a little bit. Like, I, I don't need her to, like, jump on them and into their arms and hug them to death. But, like, I would have expected, like, a little more of a physical and maybe, you know, emotional reaction to what she was seeing. Like, this is the first time she's hearing a Chozo speak in forever long. Literally even seeing one. And, like, that. that's, like... Like, the music was very subtle. Her reaction was very subtle. I'm like, this should be... Like, there's nothing wrong with having a subtle Samus in a lot of her stuff. But, like, throughout the game, she has no problem, like, being badass and swaggy and, like, overly, like, confident in battles. But then she's, like, really subdued in, the, in this, like, really impactful moment. I felt like that's not very congruent with one another. Like, why wouldn't she also be, you know, emotion and, like, very on her sleeve in that moment, too? I don't know. Like, it, like... I, I, I expected a lot more. I wanted the moment to really carry a lot more weight. Like the music, isn't like it's so subdued. Like it's shot just like two camera angles wait, side no, to side. No, the like,
0: music is. They've got like the the lower Brinstar theme going. I don't and they know. Transition just, to Samus's theme. It's so good. I
1: didn't. It felt just. It didn't feel like a really ma- massive moment like it should have been. Even her dialogue with the with the Chozo. Like her one or two lines. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, hold wait, on, wait, wait. Before wait. you go there. All right. Well, let me just all right i guess okay go ahead no
0: no, okay i'm sorry i was just gonna say i was gonna say that like
1: her one line that she had you know she's just like all right yeah i'll do it or whatever she's like that's essentially what she says like okay i'll do it like i'm on it like i'm like she doesn't like it she's talking like as if she's talking to anybody else i don't know It didn't feel like she was talking to a chozo for the first time i did like however that she spoke in chozo that was really cool and i thought i was like oh wow that was really awesome but
0: that that moment i popped I, yeah. I actually cheered out loud when that happened when she when she spoke in chozo and like i i i disagree the way that she the way that she spoke to quiet robe in first of all that she's speaking in the chozo language showed me respect and yes, adoration i agree. For this chozo and maybe that was the only way like maybe he doesn't know english or whatever but like the fact that she did that i was just like this is awesome Th- that she spoke like when when she spoke the fact that she doesn't speak all the time, like when she does, it's impactful. It's, it was awesome. I, I thought that this was like so awesome. And like, you know, I, I can understand your point where like, maybe she's a bit more subdued than you would have liked. I, I don't know. I, I felt like it was appropriate. Like other than running up and hugging, I, I don't know maybe what way that she could have, that she could have presented a more, you know, gratuitous state towards this, this Chozo. Um, and, you know, we, we kind of said uh, in that Kotaku article said like, you know, this Chozo is, is like Sam is seeing her parents but really that's that's not exactly true like this is probably the first time that she's ever met Quiet Robe. No, Even I mean it's not seeing literally seeing a member of the Chozo race is a big deal It's, it's not like, like seeing like, a family gee.
1: member you know, it's like imagine you never saw any of, your, any of your family, right? None of your extended family, no brothers, sisters mother, father, nothing. You didn't see any family members for two decades and then you finally run into like your uncle at the grocery store You'd, 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 go, you'd go a little nuts or you'd be like whoa is that actually like you'd be like you'd either be so
0: no if I'm if I'm Samus and I'm staying consistent with the character that we've built and that we've projected I, I think that the response was appropriate I don't
1: think that's out of character at all like she could still be subdued in a badass but also have a very emotional reaction to seeing a, a person she's never seen that's part of a group that she hasn't seen in forever like that doesn't like I don't think those are contradictory at all she can't you know she could still be excited and very emotional and, and and reactive while also still being a badass otherwise and and subdued otherwise but this is the moment where she shouldn't have been subdued as far as i'm concerned she could be subdued at other moments what did, fine. What did you want her to do i mean she could have been more stunned maybe a little more like a, a pause before she actually responded maybe like staggering back a little bit or maybe getting closer and be like whoa am i actually like seeing what i'm seeing she just like opens her eyes a little bit wider like she barely moves. Like she doesn't really do anything. She she, she she's puts her arm in d-
0: shock, looking at this Chozo. She's she's on the ground, about to be like eaten alive by the Emmy. She slowly lowers her arm cannon, stands up, speaks in the Chozo language.
1: Doesn't it's that's, great. I I thought it was such a uh, eh, moment for like that's that was a moment that like I felt like had so much buildup throughout all this time of playing Metroid games, and then kind of goes comes and goes. I'm like, oh, okay. Like it wasn't like the grand meeting I was really expecting. Like The most you have is like that pan up from the ground on an on, on old rope, a quiet rope, whatever his name is. And, and that was cool. That was good. But then the rest of it just didn't really do anything for me. I was like, I really wanted a lot more of an impactful moment. I wanted more of a reaction. I, I don't know. I, I think there was a lot more they could have done. It didn't really feel like it had the weight that I was expecting from such a really important moment in the entire series, let alone the game.
0: Uh, I disagree. I, I thought that it was awesome. I, I think that that's probably the best scene in the entire game. Actually, no when way. She says, no when she way. Says in Chozo, when she says in Chozo, I'll end this once and for all. That was so awesome. It was so that's a
1: fine line. I just wish awesome. there was a little more than that. Like if she had a little more of a reaction and then that was her last line, I'd be like, oh, right, yeah, let's do it. But that was, like, our only line. I'm like, okay, like, <laughs> that's all you have to say I, here? I, I don't know, man.
0: I, I don't think we needed her to, like, jump up and bear hug Quiet. But right. there's the ground, let's, let's there's a, a middle ground we're, there, we're man. we long. Hey,
1: man, I, got, I, got, we'll I, I waited, I waited movie 20 movie. years to talk about this game, all right? I'm going to talk about it. Let's move on. Well,
0: okay, <laughs> let's well, move on. Let's talk about the Emmys. I want to talk about the Emmys. Okay. Um, I loved that their, uh, that their true purpose was to get the DNA... From Samus, as as we thought that it would. We kind of speculated before that we we probably thought that they were trying to extract her Metroid DNA. That turned out to be true, but that was one of those instances where I feel like even if it was predictable, it made sense and therefore I liked it. I I thought that they like I I just thought that they were like a really cool, intimidating enemy. And this kind of veers into like the gameplay aspect as well. But um, I, I I really do. I think that they did add a lot to the story. I, I and I do think that there's meat left on the bone to to really kind of see like is a Galactic Federation mass producing these to take out Samus. So like mm-hmm. is is Samus going to have to get like you know more Metroids or something in order to take out this new army of? Uh, okay, I know I'm kind of going into my Metroid Six ideas, but like <laughs> I feel like that story to me is very exciting, and I hope that we see more of the Emmys in the future because I I think that there's more there because like really you only see like there are seven Emmys but two of them are like immediately destroyed one at the beginning one at the end so like you really only have confrontation with five of them so I I think that there's a lot more there to to really chew on so I I really love them and I hope that we see them again I love them as a plot device I love them as a gameplay mechanic
1: yeah, I think the incorporation of the Emmys was really cool. I love that they were able to create an enemy that you know was really strong on its own, but also didn't make it seem like Samus wasn't strong either. Like Samus is still very clearly a strong individual, but the Emmys are even more so. Uh, one of my I mean some of my favorite parts of this game are like, you know, Oh my god, I gotta get away and like getting like fighting the Emmys are some of the best boss fights in and of themselves in the entire Metroid series. So I think the Emmys are really cool. I think the idea of, you know, sending the Emmys you know, to a planet to take care of, you know, a really hostile threat makes sense. The, obviously, the Federation is capable of creating all sorts of crazy and strong technology. And that's why I wish we saw more of that in this game. But I think in this manner, like, it worked out really well. Them eventually becoming, you know, a threat that, you know, and gets entangled with the Chozo threat and the X threat as well works really well. And I think the pacing for the most part is solid. Like, yeah, you kind of have, like, two Emmys that aren't really, like, a major threat for a sustained portion of the time. And, like, a couple you kind of, like, run through quickly. So pacing-wise, it's a bit off, but I really love the Emmys. The Emmys are such an awesome idea. They are really cool. I mean, the fact that, like, Ridley isn't even in this game, and we haven't even mentioned that, I don't think I've even brought it up. Like, this game has so many good bosses and awesome new enemies that, like, I didn't need Ridley to show up. And the Emmys are definitely part of that. Like, the Emmys are such a cool idea. I agree that they can definitely expound on them more. And I and I and actually, I thought we'd get more of that in Dread. Like, you know, there's that one... Emmy room that has looks like there's a massive something being built in the background. And while we do get like a background kind of experiment eventually becoming a boss in the game, I was really expecting something from that to happen, uh, like that really big machine they were building uh, in one of the Emmy zones. But the Emmys mm-hmm. overall, I think, are an awesome boss. They're really cool. I loved how there were different types and colors that all had different you know abilities you had to deal with, and it wasn't just like the same Emmy over and over. I liked how the enemy zones were big and branched around and were a core part of the area they had to deal with and go through multiple times. I like how it, you know, was a really natural and awesome evolution from the SAX mechanic from Fusion. Overall, one of the the game's strongest points, and I think story-wise it worked out really well because it, like, was, you know, a consistent thing that you had to work on. You knew you had to get to, you know, the central unit to deal with, you know, get the Omega Cannon Blaster, and, and which is another issue of continuity I'll, you know, I guess maybe I'll mention later, but... Um, not sure if that's actually meant to be the one from Hunters or not. I don't think they cared or even, I don't know if they even played I Hunters. I don't think they care. I know. I don't think I, don't think I guess they don't. Care about but, them. I mean, it would have been nice. That's one thing about Metroid is I like the continuity, and this game doesn't really have a lot of that continuity. That's very nitpicky. Like, who cares about that? But it would have been nice to be like, oh, maybe it was the Omega Cannon from Hunters, or maybe just name it something else, or the fact that the various suit doesn't cover you from the cold in this game when it does in previous games. But, you know, I guess you could chalk that up to the whole DNA stuff. I don't know. Overall, though the Emmys are one of the very, very much like plot-wise, gameplay-wise, one of the shining parts of the game for sure.
0: Yeah, and I, and I really, I really do hope that they come back. I agree. You know, one thing that we that we were talking about, like it was fairly certainly going to happen, and I, if you would have asked me, I would have bet money on it. Actually, was that like some kind of Emmy Ridley was going to show up, and yeah. that didn't happen. And actually, this this is actually the first time I'm thinking about that. And uh, obviously, it wasn't that big of a deal, but. Uh, Looking back, like, yeah, I guess I I am a little bit surprised that that didn't happen, but they were just certainly strong enough to make that omission not really matter much in the end. So, yeah, I guess that just really goes to show how good the Emmys were here. A couple other things that will wrap it up. Uh, I don't really have much more to talk about the Metroid suit. Other than just, awesome. it was like freaking awesome. Yeah, I <laughs> love them. Oh my so. god, it was awesome. I hope we get it that looks again. So
1: good. Yeah, it's such a cool design. I mean, it's almost like Dark Samus looking. Like it was, oh. it's, it's like, like that's that is such a cool design. I really, I mean, you know, as much as I really wish they did this stuff in this game, I can see that maybe in the next game they're like, okay, Samus has the ability to do this Metroid suit thing and this Hyper Beam thing. Maybe the Federation's like, maybe we finally have to crack down on this. I don't know. I still don't think it would make a ton of sense, but I would love to see the Metroid suit come around again. You know, the Hyper Beam comes and goes throughout the series and shows up in all different kinds of forms, but this suit is so Mm -hmm. awesome. And I know we talked about this before the game came out, or even on our first impressions, where like I was kind of hoping there was, you know, at least one more suit maybe to get at the end. And I do wish this game kind of had more original suits. Like the Metroid suit is really sick, but like other than that, like we get like, you know, the Gravity suit, the Various suit. Like we've seen that before. I, I kind of like how, like, you know, in other metric games, especially the Prime games, they really kind of go out of their way to make some really unique designs. And Dread, we get that, but only at the end of the game, very end of the game, really. Still, that sequence right. is sick. On
0: that note, though, I feel like the white, like, the white in the suit has got to stay. That was so slick. Yeah. God. I, I, I I wish yeah. that you actually just got to keep the Dread suit with the blue and the white and the red. Like, that That was the best suit. I wish you and still you get had rid the, of it fairly quickly.
1: the arm blades. Like, I, that's another thing. This game doesn't at all explain why her suit looks different. Like, I know they said it in the Metroid reports, but, like, they don't mention it at all in this game. Like, her suit's just different. And I would I think it would have made a lot more sense at the beginning of the game. She still had her fusion suit, and then she's knocked out. She gets, you know, beaten by Raven Beak, and then for some reason, you know, the Metroid DNA being activated slowly, like, starts making her suit change. Or, I don't know, she wakes up and the suit's now different. Something like that. Like, I don't know. I, I would have liked to have seen the return of the actual fusion suit and the arm blades. Those are really cool but the new suit design is also uh, awesome.
0: That, that didn't bother me, actually. I mean, she doesn't even have her Fusion suit at the end of Fusion.
1: No, right? well, yes, yeah, she they, does. Uh, yes, she does.
0: No, she doesn't. Yes, she, she does. the uh the SAX core.
1: Yeah, and then she gets the, the Omega suit, which is the Fusion suit, but yellow and orange. It's the Fusion suit still. The end of the game, well, she's still okay. in her fusion suit. It's
0: it's not the fusion suit, as I guess maybe I was picturing it, but
1: it's the fu- it's yeah, the Mo that- Omega suit. But at the end of at the beginning of Dredge, she doesn't have that on either. She has the Dredge suit on, which is a different color too.
0: Yeah, I, that that part didn't bother me, but uh, I, I guess I can maybe it's continuity. See that. I mean, you're man. a fan of the fusion suit, though. Yes, I am. Um, but yeah, this this Metroid suit. I I actually I really do think that it's going to come back and play a significant role in metroid 6 I and, I, so. and i do think that that could be the reason why the the galactic federation story maybe was put on hold for this entry to like really kind of make samus a uh you know a public enemy if you will by saying like we have a walking talking metroid who is uh also happens to be the galaxy's most fearsome warrior so like we got to take her out and that's kind of how they maybe sway so. public opinion yes yeah, maybe who so knows? um but yeah, that metro suit was awesome. Um, okay, let's, uh, again, really quick, talking about the X, I got to admit, I was surprised to actually see the yes. X come back. I wasn't expecting that.
1: Were you? I wasn't either. I popped off for that, man. I was so happy to see the X come back. When Samus lets the X like out of that building and they start flying out into the planet, I was like, yes, oh my god, we're actually going to have some X being all over the place. And you follow up with that, with them actually being all over the place. And they're acting exactly as they did in Fusion. I was like, I popped off. I popped off for that. I popped off for the core X appearing. I thought that was so sick. Yeah, I loved this. I think the X coming back, like, was such a good idea. It looks awesome. It made sense. Like, it was a great depiction. Like, it's so crazy seeing them come back after, you know, 19 years and and seeing them in, like, 3D like that. Really awesome. I love that. And... That is one of the things like maintained from fusion, where I was like, and the fusion fan in me, I love that. They really they hit like the mark on that hundred uh, percent. That that whole sequence, I think, of Samus kind of like unveiling more of the X on the planet it was one of my favorite parts of the game, actually.
0: Yeah, I, I I thought that it was pretty cool, and it's yeah, especially when the Core X showed up. I was oh. like, dude, this is this is pretty awesome. So, good. Uh, so th- yeah, that was great. I, I don't know what I was expecting. I wasn't expecting them to like literally show up i i thought that they were just gonna kind of bait us with mm-hmm. that footage and i didn't actually think that it would be real so when it was real and then like not only was it real but it completely replaced every single enemy in the game i was just yeah. like dude this is this is cool i love that and when i was uh when i was playing it first i was kind of looking to see if the x did um like what they do in fusion where like you can destroy one but then it'll mm-hmm. reach like reform into something else and they do do that. Yep. And uh, it, I was watching out for it at first and didn't see a ton of it, but the more and more I played, the more that the X do reform and turn into stronger enemies. So I thought Love that that was uh, really cool mm-hmm. as well. So I, yeah, I was like, I was just like, damn, I, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting this. And like I was, uh, I was pleasantly surprised yeah. that uh, that happened. And uh, worth noting as well, um, when you finally defeat Ravenbeak at the end. There is a purple X that we have never seen before. I oh, think really? every other X has either been yellow or uh, green or red, but not purple. So maybe that one does some crazy funky stuff. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I that, was, that was cool. I really loved this. This was so sick. Yeah, the reforming like it's literally like the X like from fusion to a T. And this game is really good at like having like the creative bosses and multiple phases and then when the X are introduced like some of the bosses you know obviously they're in X parasites now and x clones and they have like different boss phases like the one chozo warrior with like the staff and shield you get like it its head opens up and it starts blasting like x ink or sludge or whatever at you from the wall and i'm like oh this is awesome like the stuff like that is when like dread is firing all cylinders like so awesome when they mix the x parasites and the chozo together and like blasting them together in this really crazy situation really really awesome like that is one of the best again one of the best parts of this game so i love that they brought the x back that was a great way to like kind of merge these two major par- parts of uh of the metroid series together in a way because even though obviously the chozo and, and x parasites have been intrinsically kind of you know connected because of the metroids and and, and because of Samus returns too. in a way we haven't seen like that direct actual witnessing of them kind of coming together in the game so I I really love that, and that was an awesome kind of evolution of those two bits of the story we've been working on throughout the games. Uh, Overall, I really love that they added them, and yeah, they hit the nail on the head with bringing the X into this.
0: Um, I think for me, aside from a remake of Fusion, which I I think that we're going to get, but I think for me, I'm, I'm probably ready for the X to... This was a fitting end for the X. Yeah, for me, I agree. I don't think that they need to come back.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I think at this point the X have had two really good appearances. I mean, at, at one point, honestly, I thought the S A X was about to show up. That I would have lost my mind if the if we got a rematch. So I think that's maybe the only reason I'd want to see the X come back is maybe fight the S A X one more time. Uh, fighting the S A X in this game would have been like like if they did that as like kind of this game's Proteus Ridley. And, like, kind of threw that in as, like, a little boss you didn't expect before you fought Ravenbeak or something, even though Protest really happens at the end of that game. I don't know. It would have been a nice little throwback, but, yeah. yeah
0: no, I want to fight the SAX in the Metroid suit at the end of the game. Like, that, maybe he's yeah. got some. Yeah, oh, that yeah, would have been, be awesome.
1: been sick, actually. Yeah, you're right. That's what should have happened. Like, maybe there's the resolution, and then, like, or maybe even before that, yeah, just the, she gets the Metroid suit and has to take on the SAX at the end. Oh, that's, okay, that would have been sick.
0: Or. Uh, let's transition to the last thing that I want to talk about here before we get out of here. Or, Crade X. God, that would have been good.
1: Dude, I thought that was going to happen when the, uh, the experimental, like, uh... Boss comes back right the one that's in the background and shows up as next parasite. Yeah, I
0: did too. I uh, thought Crade X was coming I back. I thought it
1: was Crade X. I've been like, "Yo, okay." Cuz honestly, again, we talked about how Ridley isn't in this game. I think Crade being the kind of comeback boss was a perfect choice for this. And I think it would have been sick if we got Crade X as we got Ridley X too. So, even though we did get, you know, Corpius X, that's fine. I think that boss fight was absolutely awesome and super sick. But yeah, if it was Crade X, oh, or SAX, something like that, that would have been the perfect like still resistance for that, but uh, I think that's the only reason I would have wanted the X parasites to show up again is maybe getting the SAX remix or rematch or maybe the crate X. But otherwise, yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. I think this is a fine you know endpoint for the X parasites at this point.
0: Um. So I, I did want to talk about crate for a second. I I kind when I went in, I kind of was just like. I hope that they give us an explanation for why Kraid is there and like bound and tied up and stuff like that. They didn't do that, but when I got into it, uh I was also just like I don't really care. I'm just I'm glad the Kraid's here. Like this is cool.
1: I you know I'm with you. Again, I think that's a part of the game where like sure I could be like, "Oh, continuity, continuity, why is he here?" I think there are way more other issues with this game in terms of continuity or following through that this probably isn't at the top of the list of things that need to be explained. I would have liked an explanation because that is something that could have been a, a single line or, like, whatever. Like, why 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 is Kraid there tied up or, you know, chained up, whatever? Um, is that the actual Kraid? Is it a crate clone? I don't even think we learned that even though it probably is a crate clone but like we didn't learn that at all and why crate specifically mm-hmm. like why would they go out of their way to make a, a, an immobile lizard again or like have it in the first you know like I don't I, I again not something that needs to be explained cuz it's like you know it's a cool boss fight it's great to see crate again that's awesome you know if it happened in Metroid Prime 4 where like they brought back crate and as metacrate I've been like oh that's awesome I wouldn't have thought about it you know so even though you could easily be like well why would they bring crate back and make a metacrate that's dumb So, like, I think it's fine in this game. I think it's really cool. I One of the best boss fights in the game, I think, actually. It was really fun. And I think it's a really awesome Kraid boss fight. But... As
0: much as I love Kraid, I don't know. Actually, we'll we'll just save it, because we'll do an entire episode on the boss. I really like the Kraid. I like the Kraid.
1: Yeah, I think... Well, I mean, maybe it wasn't the best of this game, just because this game has so many awesome bosses... So maybe I'll take that back. Maybe it wasn't one of the best ones, just because there are so many great ones. Like that just yeah, outshone. It was awesome yeah. though. You're definitely right. Yeah, so I'll say that it may not have been the top one, but it's certainly a great one overall. But yeah, I would have liked a little. Like there are so many things in this game that just like aren't explained or just kind of like moved on. I'm like, why is Kraid there? I guess it's not a big deal. It's awesome, but like, why? <laughs> like, I don't know.
0: Yeah, you know, I I thought that I would be more bothered by it uh, than I was it, leading up to this. I was like, uh, I feel like it's going to be weird if they don't tell us why Kraid is there. But then yeah, while I was actually doing it and I was fighting him, I was like, I don't care. This just yeah. feels cool to fight Kraid for like the first time since Super Metroid. Uh, I guess you fight him in zero mission, but you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I love that. Um, and I really loved the, the story of, of Metro dread overall. I know that it had a few inconsistencies, particularly with the galactic federation. That's, that's probably the biggest critique that I think I would have, and certainly that you would have, and, and I can understand that. It didn't, certainly, didn't ruin the experience for me. Um, no, certainly not. But I can, I can understand where it certainly detracts for other people. Um, I, I do, you know. I, I remember someone saying that like we shouldn't have expected resolution to the Galactic Federation plotline in this game, and, and I think that we should have i think that we were right to expect some acknowledgement and we didn't get that so i do think that that's a very fair criticism and um you know i don't agree with you about the samus but i the samus characterization showing emotion stuff like that but but i can also understand at least that perspective as well i to so, like some reflection. i do think that there are some things that you can um that you can point yeah. at that were maybe a little bit uh i don't know lacking but yeah i I think for me for for the most part here the narrative with like the metroid dna and the chozo and the story that they did tell versus the story that we wanted them to tell i i really loved it
1: yeah the samus thing is you know at the end of the day it wasn't other m samus like samus is awesome in this game like she's so badass she's really cool but i would have liked i mean one of the things i loved about fusion is that she's reflective she's you know critically thinking throughout the game she questions things she devises orders all of that and she speaks her mind and in this game, she doesn't do that at all, which like is fine, but coming from Fusion, I did expect that because she was doing that previously. If she wasn't doing that previously, then it, I think it would be fine in Dread, you know? Like in super, she doesn't do that, whatever. But fusion, she started to do it. So I expected more of that in this game. I would have liked a little more critical thinking instead of her just kind of mashing aim. Like, all right, I'll do it. I'll do it. Let's do it. Sticking your arm cannon to everything without thinking, no hesitation on taking the mission. None of that stuff. She's never reflective. We never once kind of ever get any kind of reflection on anything that's happening in this game. And one of the things I liked about fusion was we did get those moments where Samus thought about what was happening and questioned it. And it was like, hmm, like, what should I really do here? And and would, you know, yelled at Adam at some points. In this game, like, we don't get any of that. I, I would have liked a little more of that. Um, overall, I would say, I think the story is what really keeps me from saying this. I mean, the music too, but like, this game, the gameplay of this game is so awesome. I'm willing to kind of overlook most of that. But a big reason why I wanted this game in the first place, as I said at the beginning, was that expected follow-up. And we didn't get that. So I don't think this is the full package game for me. And... You know, which is it's hard because I think gameplay wise is the best 2D Metroid uh, hands down, but it didn't have that story part that I really, really wanted from this. And I think overall people are going to be OK with that. Maybe maybe people didn't have the same expectation as me overall. And I think people were just, you know, excited for a new 2D Metroid and they got that and it's an exceptional game. But there are some continuity and story issues. A lot of stuff that's not explained. A lot of stuff that I would have liked to be a bit more explicit, considering they were in the previous game. I think the characterization could and you know reactions could have been stronger. But a lot of the standalone elements of the story, like the Chozo and the X and and the ZDR stuff and Ravenbeak, uh, overall work really well in this game, and I think those additions are really good.
0: All right. Well, there we go. We have gotten to the end. ...of our story review. Of course, we're not done talking about the story... ...talking about Metroid Dread... ...we're going to be talking about Artaria next week... ...we're going to be talking about the bosses... ...we're going to be talking about the music... ...we have got, like, an action-packed couple of weeks... ...not to mention our ideas for Metroid 6... ...and, of course, we're going to take some of your questions... ...and answer them as well. These next few weeks are going to be just bustling... ...and I wouldn't have it any other way... ...so uh, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, We should also give a quick shout-out to, uh, user herb at herbs underscore two. Congrats, dude. You won a copy of Metroid Dread. Um, I'll slide into your DMs and we'll get you all fixed up, but yeah, congratulations. And, and thank you to, to everyone that followed and retweeted and, uh, really love that we can spread the Metroid love out there for, for everybody. So yeah, that's really cool. Um, all right, well, we are going to get out of here. Of course, want to encourage everybody to check us out over on Twitter at Omega Metroid pod at Spiteria 316 and at DAC CD underscore. And uh, check us out over on Podbean, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. Like and subscribe. Tell that new Metroid fan in your life who's played Dread for the first time and is like, damn, this Metroid series is awesome. Tell them about the Omega Metroid podcast and that is where they can go to level up their love for this series. Until next week, everybody, we will see you then.